and closer to episode 103 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. Uh, I hope everyone has recovered from last week's uh, devastating international break. Um, but yeah, we're back uh, for another week. The off-season is in full swing. Off-season, pre-season, not really sure exactly where we are in uh, purgatory between seasons, I guess. Um, yeah, talking of purgatory... Um, <laughs> I've got the original Doomcaster, Roger Davis here. Uh, how are you, Rod? Uh, I'm not much Doom this week, right? To be honest with you. Yeah. Feeling all right, to be honest with you. It's, um, content casting not, this week then, is it? Yeah. Nice to have a bit of a break now from the football, to be honest with you, after ending on such a sour note <laughs> with Wales last week. But um, yes, uh, still a bit boring on weekends. I'm already waiting for the football to come back. But, yeah. Uh, one is. weekend's all it took, but... Yeah, at least I can. At least I can be slightly less miserable. I think. Yeah, and uh, we've got Cardiff leads to look forward to on the first day of the season. As yeah, well, I'll be wor- I'll be working, so that's that's yeah. nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and joining us this week as uh, Tommy Kaus continues to manage his summer league side into mid-table obscurity. Um, <laughs> we've got Abasol Cruz top boy, William Hughes. Uh, how are you, Gwil? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, kind of a little bit like <clears throat> a little bit like Rod, where. It's that baby between the end of seasons. I'm just, I'm just walking around, like walking around the living room in circles, just mm, over yeah. and over again, waiting for. There's loads, loads of better stuff I could be doing, but I'm just, I'm just not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it really does show how little interest my life has yeah. when there's no football yeah. on. On a weekend, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad reflection in all of us, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. We'll be thriving in a few months, boys. Just you yeah. know, just hang in there. Um, before we get into you know all the the action. Uh, off the pitch, we do still have copies of issue ten available. Um, Gwil, as the writer of one of our headline features, um, why should someone who is listening but hasn't bought a copy yet go out and buy a copy? Because um, yeah, like we just talked, there's there's no football on. There's nothing to do till till you know. Well, nobody goes to preseason friendly. So there's nothing to do till mid August. So. Yeah, I think you could probably. I mean, there's forty four pages. Read a page a day. I think I'll carry you over yeah. to the start of the season. Love yeah. a bit of suspense um, each day, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those pages are full of photos. You just describe what you see, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there is there is probably about eight pages of photos in there as well. So, um, you yeah. know, you know, you can really go to town if, on them. If if you're really bored, you can like trace them like you did as a child. Like, <laughs> 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 right, go over. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah, you can still buy that. As I say every week, it is the best way. Uh, to support the podcast. Um, right then, let's start with the two championship t- sides. Um, both have new managers. Um, and that sort of beautiful, blissful uh, optimism that only preseason can bring is starting to rear its head for both teams. Gwilym, we'll start with Cardiff. Errol Bullet, the new Cardiff manager. It was a bit of a, uh, say a bullet from the blue, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but how are you feeling about the appointments? Um, actually, yeah, being honest, it kind of wasn't like it wasn't like misery. It was more just like bored resignation when you know it seemed like Cardiff was shopping and you were just having the same rumours going around Wills Online day by day. But it's kind of yeah, this seems to be a little bit of injection of energy since the appointment. You know, even just the club themselves being proactive. But um, we've also been here before. But uh, one thing I will say is. <clears throat> Yeah, and it's it's come out from the club as well. Tan Tan seems to if Tan really likes a manager, they do they do tend to get a bit more time, mm. more time they needed to happen with 
obviously happened with Warnock, but also happened with Russell Slade, where he could open up a lot quicker than than he did. because he had a good relationship with upstairs. So hopefully, it seems to have started on a on a nice footing, and um, hope it could, hope it continues. Yeah, I mean the 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 talk at the moment and just the sort of the messaging around the club is it's quite positive, and you know we've seen um, you know links to to various players. We'll get into them shortly. Um, and you know it seems to be a slightly different profile of player that we've seen in previous years. Uh, you know, there's the news that Tan is turning some of the debt to equity after selling his other clubs. Um, obviously, some of the payment to Nantes has been agreed, and and the embargo will finish at the end of this transfer window. Um, so there is cause for optimism, but but it is Cardiff City, so there's, there's got to be some caution. You know. Are we going to see another season of battling relegation, or it's it's probably just too early to even think about that? I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I guess you haven't. You know, until you've seen, I guess at least to look at even what's close to being a completed squad. Because you know they're talking about ten signings when apparently already agreed. But you know, if it, if it's four weeks from now and a mid preseason and two of those faces are through the door, then you know it can it can it can drastically change. And then you know you're not you're not starting the season on the on the right track and. Well, yeah, you, you, you're guaranteed uh, three points in your first game, I think. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Leeds don't even have a manager yet, do they, Rod? No, they've got fuck all, no, nothing. So, yeah, they're going to be <laughs> Did a double relegation. Did have a town of that? Yeah, let, not, no point talking about that. But as history has shown, you're probably going to get three points in your opening game there. So, um, yeah, at least we'll have a positive start in it. So. Exactly. Some, um, something to be optimistic about. Yeah. Well, we had a positive start last year against Norwich and it just seemed to, you know, drastically... I broke my leg the following day and everything went downhill after that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's all linked. Yeah. Um, obviously, William, you sort of mentioned that one player is rumoured to be done. That is Aaron Ramsey. Um, the rumours aren't going away. Aaron Ramsey himself isn't helping the rumours. Um, Cardiff fans, me in particular, got burnt quite badly last season um, from the Gareth Bale saga. Um, Rod, as an outsider, what do you make of the potential of Ramsey returning to Cardiff? I'm just waiting for him to announce that he's signing for Philadelphia Union now because <laughs> same thing happened with Bale last summer. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be surprised if he ends up at like Al Hilal the way things. Are. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, but Cardiff, but... Cardiff, California have a team in the USL too, don't they? You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, he, at least he'll have a good packet of money if he goes Al Hilal. Um, I think that's. Uh, that's purely Chelsea players going there, so I think there's yeah. no chance Ampadu will go there. Um, yeah. No, I think he needs to... I won't blame him to come home. You know, his family's back in Wales now, and I think. Um, so it depends what's important to him. And he has said, like, when he was interviewed the other week, that he wants to go back to Cardiff eventually. So maybe it's the right time now, because, you know, I can't see him playing into his late 30s either. So... Uh, you know, and the championships is still a competitive league. I think he's probably still capable of playing in a top division, but whether he can be asked now is another question, I suppose. <laughs> and whether he's looking at his bit of longevity in the signing for Cardiff, he can have a couple of seasons there and keep his Wales career ticking over till the next World Cup, maybe. And you know, from the as an outsider, I just want him to be happy and play games. So if that means he's going to Cardiff and that's what he wants to do, then. And we get the best out of him for Wales, then I I won't be complaining. Yeah, so, no, I think I think you're right, Rod. And 
I, we haven't seen the best of him in a Wales shirt for some time. No, um, you know, particularly that those last two, um, those those two games, you know, last week or whenever it was. Now, um, Gwil, I think a few Cardiff fans, you know, made ridiculous statements like he's not good enough to come and play for us based on those two Wales performances. That isn't the case, is it? And and you know, he is still above. Like Rod said, he is he is more than a championship player. And maybe, you know, he's not going to play all 46 games this season, is he? But, you know, if we can get 20 to 30 games out of him, then, you know, he can make a difference. And also to the players around him as well. You know, there's a lot of young players on that side, Ruben Colwell and Isaac Davis, you know, especially. You know, he could be massive for those lads as well. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, because, you know, it's, you know, based on Cardiff's financial problems, you know, he's not, um, it's probably not going to be a competitive deal on the table for him. He's, I imagine he's going to be doing it because you know you want you want to confirm this is a case if he if he can't play forty six games a season, but you know it's not that much of a loss because you know there might you know there might be room in the budget then to get someone who can fill in those extra the other 10, 15 games. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, you know, like the influence around it means you know he can be close to the page, you know, you know when it comes to outside the outside the international windows and yeah, I feel like you know unless unless he gets a really great offer. Of somewhere else, you know, there's no reason that we can, and he's not, you know, he's not in that same shopping window that Bale was. Mm. The yeah, I think I think the family thing is a big thing. That's what he's. I mean, that's the 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 thing that's coming out, and I and I I don't think he was truly happy at Nice because his family weren't there, and obviously, you know, he was away in Italy for a while, and I can't really see a Premier League team going for. The thing is, with Nice, he was actually playing quite well for them. Mm. Seen him play a few times, and he was doing all right. So. You know, he's probably playing better for Nice than he was for Wales for the last however many months. So yeah, you know, he's 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 clearly good enough for Cardiff. He's more yeah. than good enough for a championship side. It's just you sign the play, you know he's not gonna be able to play every game, like you said. So if you factor that in and maybe make him like his wage basis and appearances or something, then like Will said, you can have room to sign someone else who can like kind of tag team with him, kind of yeah. You know, he can he can skip the midweek games or something. I don't know, yeah. but just to keep him taking over. But yeah. he'd be hell of an asset to any championship side. He'd be, you know, a lot of championship teams have got promoted have got that talisman. Yeah, and, and someone like him, or like you go back to teams in the past. I don't know. We Cardiff had Whittingham back in the day, and Bellamy. You know those. Yeah, Bellamy. Players. Yeah, those type of players. And then from my like Leeds had Pablo Hernandez, and there's um, Villa had Grealish. You know, every team has got a. Player like who's clearly better than the championship, but mm. they reach a certain age of their career, and then you know it's the level they probably can can thrive at rather than you know dwindling out in the Premier League. So yeah, yeah I think it'd be a good move. And about it, you know, it's not even just the effect on Colwell and stuff. It's you know if he does sign and it, you know it's the extra three thousand bums on seats or whatever. Even just at the start of the season before it goes to shit, it can yeah you know yeah. lifts 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 energy around around the stadium and yeah. Sell shirts and whatnot. Yeah, well, Cardiff, Cardiff did it before with um, Fowler, Hasselbank, and all that, and yeah. it did yeah. lift the club for those few years. They were really good then when they they, they were able to attract other players then yeah. on, on the basis of it. So mm. it's got other other benefits other than just the playing side. So yeah, yeah. Well, looking forward to talking about how his career is going at Chicago Fire. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we'll see how it all pans out. But it, 
the, the noises seem to be suggesting that that is going to happen. Uh, meanwhile, over at Swansea, it is all changed once again. Russell Martin is finally out for uh, he's gone to Southampton um, and is replaced by former Cheltenham and Barnsley man Michael Duff. On paper, Rod, it seems to be quite a shrewd appointment. Yeah, well, Swans have got a history of getting their managers pretty spot on most of the time, apart from them few years in the Premier League, I think. Mm. Um, I was impressed. I, I remember watching Cheltenham a few years ago. Only, I only watched the end of the season, like League Two games, like the playoffs and stuff, but I was impressed with the way they played. And Barnsley as well got to the playoff final last year, so I think there's something there. He seems to get a tune out of any team he's coached. So, um, yeah, proof will be in the pudding and he needs to be backed, basically. That's that's the issue it comes down to the Swans because they're probably going to lose a few of their better players and whether they can recruit well is another factor. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. He's I think he's got a military background, so I'm sure they'll be quite a fit side. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I read that somewhere. I'm sure I've not made that up. <laughs> <laughs> it was me yeah. today, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's one of those, you know, they they can pluck a manager um out of well not nowhere but um a lower division and they usually do well with them. So we'll see. But my main concern with the Swans is always down to their basically how much they back their manager because I think Russell Martin could have done with a bit more backing last season because mm. they weren't able to kick on like he would have hoped for really after in January especially. So. Yeah, it's just a waiting game now. See how they get on, but I don't think it's a bad. I don't think they'll do too badly with them. But whether they can push on better than last season is another question. It's going to be difficult league this season. So um, yeah, I think I think that is that's exactly what I've got written down here. You know that that is going to be his biggest challenge. Probably is managing upwards. Yeah, he's clearly you know got something about him as a play as a manager. You know he's had success at Cheltenham, got them up. You know, almost took Barnsley up at the first time of asking. Uh, probably unlucky not to take Barnsley up. You know, late, late goal in that in that playoff final. Yeah. Um, Willem, what do you what do you think of the appointment then? What what do you make of you know as a as a Cardiff fan looking mm. you know looking over at Swansea? Because I think it's 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 a good appointment, and I would have been happy to have seen him rock up at Cardiff. Yeah, it seems. I think it seems kind of. Yeah, it seems like a smile, but it also seems I think because. Because, uh, like what Rod said, you know that they've not really whoever the manager hasn't had much back in a Swansea for quite a few seasons. It's almost it's almost a bit risk free mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, at least you know like risk less. But yeah, yeah. Again, it's you know it's <clears throat> yeah with the players leaving it. You know, it's, it's kind of the problem with Aber last <clears throat> last season where tough where were tough. Well, Corbs left. Sorry, um, you know it wasn't like at the end of the season. It was about you know almost at the very start of pre-season. Then you haven't got a manager. It takes a couple of weeks for him to be replaced, and then yeah. you know you're starting that squad build from that point as well. So as Swansea need to be as smart with play recruitment. I'm hoping. Oh, well, I'm not hoping. Hopefully for them. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you know, you know. There's been stuff behind the scenes. At least identifying all that work's already begun, and it's not beginning beginning today. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's exactly it. Now, obviously, this Russell Martin thing has rumbled on and on for you know what feels like the whole. Yeah, it's been a, been a weird, wasn't it? Um. But- like you I know, think so- he was he was moving there before Southampton's Premier League season finished in the <laughs> in the rumours, wasn't it? It was like there was a lot of talk. Yeah, because I think it was something to do with the compensation that they yeah. had to for Southampton to officially become a championship team. So they didn't 
they didn't have to have, pay like, yeah much a million yeah so so yeah swansea probably have you know it was very quick you know duff duff was in the door for the first day of pre-season so yeah i mean both cardiff and swansea haven't signed anyone yet um you know swansea have lost ryan manning um, who was their player of the season last season? So that you know, there's someone it's going to take some replacing. I don't know. I don't know what the situation with Piro is at the moment. You know, he's forever linked with Premier League side. Yeah. And nothing, you know, has materialised yet. But you never know with Swansea. That'll probably be, you know, at 11, 11 p.m. on deadline day. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. things tend to happen. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll wait and see with them. Um, all quiet over at Wrexham as well. I nothing really going on there. Um, and Newport made a couple of uh, handy signings. Uh, Nathan Wood from the the Cymru Premier, sort of the headline one at the moment. Um, but yeah, all quiet on those fronts. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that as the summer progresses. Um, in the domestic game, um, the European competition start next week. Um, we see TNS take on the Swedish champions BK Hacken in the Champions League. Um, looking at the you know the opposition, despite not knowing much about them. I think it's probably one of the toughest draws they could yeah. have had in that round, isn't it, William? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, kind of because uh, <clears throat> because CNS is always that dilemma where you know I want CNS to do well for coefficient, but I also you know I also want them to burn in hell. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like as always, yeah. You know, you're looking at and it's a Swedish champions, and you know, you're that you know you're at that you know at the very very first rung of the ladder. You can't you can't really get much tougher. Yeah. Yeah, I. I was just gonna ask: Is it Sweden one of the leagues that play in the summer, or they? uh, I don't think they are. I don't know. That's another. Yeah, because I know I know there's a couple of um, Scandinavian area leagues. Yeah, yeah, in Finland they definitely don't be surprised. Yeah, because I would factor into it as well if they're like halfway or towards the end of their season, they're gonna be on you know firing on all guns and. TNS is just basically their first game of a new season, so yeah, I don't. I think it's probably the tough one of the toughest sides they could have pulled out the draw. Really, Swedish yeah. champions, you're beating some decent sides in that Swedish league. So yeah, um, yeah, unfortunate for TNS there. I think. And yeah, we'll if, uh, from well, our point of view for the coefficient, and yeah, 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 but I, I think the way the the thing works. I think it's still quite favourable for them to end up in probably the group stages because I think they dropped under the yeah. Euro Cup. And if they lose that, they drop down to like the third or fourth qualifying round of yeah. Um, Conference League. Yeah. So they probably only have to win one fixture um, to end up in um, in the group stages. But uh, yeah, it would be bittersweet to see to see them in the group stages. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the Europa Conference League, though, um, Pennebont take on Santa Coloma of Andorra. Haverford West play um, Skendia of Macedonia. I think that's how you say it. God knows. Um, and Koniski play Kureiri, don't know, of Iceland. Um, I won't confess to know, know much about any any of them. Um, so I'm not really expecting either of you to know much either. Um, Rod, can you see on paper any of the clubs progressing through that round? I I could honestly not tell you anything about the clubs they're playing, so it's difficult. But I, I I'm not sure how strong the Andorran league is. Surely you yeah. know, compared to the Cymru Prem, so there's there's hope there. Hopefully, um, unless they share a pitch with the Andorra national team, I think you'd be 
rubber crumb all, <laughs> all over the shop. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I, yeah, I, I was looking. I'm just looking based on the um, nations that they're facing, and I think the Icelandic team might be quite handy because they've pretty much sorted their whole pyramid out over there, and they and they're, they're um, definitely a summer league. Yeah, definitely. So, and then where did you say Skendira, Macedonia? Macedonia, or? yeah. Yeah, and then no mugs over there. They that's the old uh, Yugoslavian block, but there they've always had handy players, even in the you know so called weakest weaker countries of that region. So, don't know. I could honestly not tell you anything about them. So I'm just saying, based on nations, and I'd probably favour facing an Andorran side on based purely on that. But the Santa Coloma yeah. lot could be. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After doing some research, proper research before I could uh, assess that, I think. Yeah, they could they could be Man City's eleventh uh, club, can they? <laughs> yeah, they could be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I yeah. mean I've 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 done a slight bit of research on Santa Coloma, um, as as the other ones taking on Pennabond. I think they've qualified for Europe eighteen times, I think fifteen times in a row, but they've only won one game in that time so they're, they're regulars um their goalkeeper has like 75 caps for andorra you know quite a lot of um you know cast offs from the barcelona academy knocking around around the team you know a few yeah. appearances of barcelona b but it's just so hard to gauge you know how how you match up with them um it's just really hard because yeah you don't get to play these sides and, and unless one of the welsh sides has played them in recent years you, you just can't you know, it is it is a complete guesswork. Um, yeah. We are going to speak to Rhys Griffiths next week, actually, on the podcast, um, you know, about preparing to take on a, a team that, you know, before the draw, you you know nothing about. So that'll be be interesting. Um, but, you know, we saw Newtown last season go beyond the first round and got a pretty tough draw in the second round against um, Spark Dat Turnovar from Slovakia and they didn't make it through that but um, yeah Gwil are, are you confident of seeing at least one of those sides make it yeah. through well yeah from a position of complete ignorance then you'd go with you'd go with Penabont and you know and hopefully you know the, hopefully the players or the Andorran players will have 20 minutes at Penabont's clubhouse even though you know they're playing down the brewery yeah. just, just to terrify the shit out of them you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, there is there is something magical about you know a bus full of Andorran players just rocking up in Bridgend. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Have, have you got any have you got any preseasons before before that game? Uh, yeah, Penabon played Cardiff on Saturday um, at the Cardiff City Stadium, and I think TNS played Cardiff as well a few days later. Um, I know TNS have been training since the May Bank holiday. They were out yeah. in. Uh, uh, Ireland last week, I think they played a few. I think they drew four all with Bohemians. Get the klaxon out, Rod. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, where is this? <laughs> <laughs> I, put for the, I put it away for the summer. Shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll um, we'll see how all that pans out over the next few weeks. Um, always an entertaining few weeks. Those early rounds of Europe, um, and I hope Scorio yeah. have a few of the the games as well because um, yeah, be interesting to watch them. Um, Gwil, the transfer merry-go-round is underway in the league, the Cymru Leagues. Um, the headline moves at the moment, I've picked out um, Dave Jones from Newtown to your beloved Aberystwyth, uh, Chris Venables from Bala to Pennabont, uh, Nick Rushton from Newtown to Colwyn Bay, uh, my good mate Noah Edwards from Carnarvon to Connors Key, and uh, former Wrexham man Jason Oswell joining Newtown from Telford. Um, 
So, well, who do you think is, for lack of a better term, winning the transfer window at the moment? Um, who's well, I think, yeah, you already mentioned Chris Venable's going to pen a bond because he's, you know, he's he just seems one of those ever evergreen technical mm. players where you know he, he might be running five yards less than he did when he was at Abba ten years ago or whatever. But you know, dead ball situations or you know, just delivery and stuff, it just allows other players to play so much better. And then um, Henry Jones is a really interesting one. Yeah, well, yeah, because. I never saw him much at Harvard West, but at Ballet, he was fantastic before. And um, yeah, so I think just based on those two, Abbas, uh, I think I'm a little bit happy because, again, like I mentioned earlier in the pod, how it just seems a bit more organized this year. So, task got, you know, players are coming earlier. And last, you know, last season, it wasn't, it was halfway through pre season that, you know, we lost Matty Jones, Jamie Veal, and those, uh, Lee Jenkins, and those players. So, you know, it's just that rebuild happening at the same time as pre season training was a bit problematic. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, ha- happy with that one. But I think based on what I can see, Penabon so far, if he can win a transfer window. I think Barry have done some good business. Sam Smith going from Penabon to Barry, that'll be interesting. I've just seen they announced Keenan Patton. I think that's the third of the Patton brothers to play for them. So it's hard to call with them. Um, Colin Bay, I think getting Nick Rushton in is is invaluable. You know, getting some, a striker who can score goals and knows the league um, is really important. Um yeah, it's 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 been a strange window. I don't think anyone's. I think I'm a little bit worried for Bala based on their their window. They've lost Venables. They've lost Dave Edwards, who's retired. Uh, Lasana Mendes has gone to Hereford. Um, Anthony Kay has has left. I can't remember where he's gone somewhere in England. But you know, there's four. They that's the spine of the team sort of gone, and they haven't really replaced anyone as 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 I've seen so far. So. Yeah, all it takes, as Barry can, you know, tell you, is one, you know, bad run in the league, and you, you could see yourself in a, in a spot of trouble, you know, whilst everyone else is strengthening. Um, so yeah, we'll see how, um, you know, how that all that pans out. Yeah, I was going to say the same about, um, sorry, yeah, about Halford West because mm. you know they've, you know, they're, they're losing, considering you know they've they've got European qualifiers, they've lost three or four, which you know you you would have said you would have called starters, and again, mm. you know, like same like a spy, unless maybe. If they've got European money coming in, they know that they're just lining up. You know, they could be lining up for better players. Yeah, yeah, because I think Jordan Davis, Jordan yeah. Davis is a big loss for them. Yeah, you know, he's goals last season, and um, yeah, gone back to Connors Key. Um, so yeah, interesting so far. Um, yeah, I'm already starting to think about my preseason predictions. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go quite yet. subject there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I think there might be a chance I might upset Willem a little bit more. We'll see. Yeah. Um, which, which, I, yeah, I am, that, I am worried about upsetting the whole of Carnarvon again because uh, <laughs> that's a little bit um, not you know not great business so far from them well little business is the issue um, anyway but there has been a big move in the Adran leagues obviously uh, Gwil you follow them um, you know quite regularly uh, Ponty's Liv Francis has joined Man United um, so yeah Gwil not only is it massive for Liv obviously brilliant for her um, but it's also massive for the league and, and shows that there is some real talent playing, you know, on our doorstep every week. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely real talent. I know Liv, you know, she's, uh, Abba finished off their game, uh, this season with a away game at Ponty and she's, she was definitely one of the better players on the pitch as well. And, you know, even, you know, just as such a young player, but I think it also shows not only a talent in the league, but the league's being watched mm. as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good example for, you know, players who might have gone across the border earlier, maybe thinking, you know, they're better off going through the youth systems at at English clubs. Whereas now, you know, they they can they can break into a top top senior division quicker in the Adrian, but also know know that they're not losing any visibility or losing any any exposure, really. Yeah. 
Yeah, because obviously Phoebe Poole has left Cardiff. Um, you know, one of the players of you know best players in the division hasn't officially got a club yet, but I would imagine she'd probably be looking at maybe not a similar move, but you know, going into the the professional women's game probably in England. Um, but yeah, no news on that. But I'm assuming you could see her ending up, um, you know, anywhere really. She's that good. Yeah, she's yeah, she's just one of those players where kind of the balls just seem to move quicker when she's on it. Yeah. Kind of you know, and it's yeah, and, and again, you know, just then, you know, everyone's well, everyone at Cardiff City ladies have known, uh, sorry, Cardiff City women have known for a while now. They, you know, it's two or three years they've been talking about her mm. the systems, and mm. it's, it's a shame really that um, she, she doesn't seem. <clears throat> it's, it's not, it's not like there's a closer finish article, and you know, and uh, and now leaving, if it, it felt like there's a lot more Phoebe that the Adron could have seen, because you yeah. know, yeah, she, you know, top scorer a bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put her down as a player of the season or anything in the last. Yeah. Couple of seasons, yeah, but yeah, fantastic. Like you said, it's it's good that just to even know that these sides are watching the league, um, and yeah, will encourage you know young talented girls to stick around maybe for a little bit longer, um, yeah, which will only help the league. Um, right then, talking of transfers and pre season preparation, um, we'll speak to Agent Phillips next, mm-hmm. back for our new game and your questions in part two. Adrian Phillips, are you there? I'm here, yes, I'm here. Cool. How's it going? Um conspicuous by your absence last week after um the debacle of the second half um at Ocean Park the week before. Are you, you blaming me for this or what? What's that? Yeah. Are you blaming me for this defeat? Well, yeah, it was three two when on. you came on. The game turned completely when you came on. Well, <laughs> myself and Evan Williams are not the most mobile of midfielders, but you know. Mm. I did. Yeah, I did yeah. have a you know a professional marathon runner in midfield that got subbed off. Who the the timing of his injury? I've got to say, it feels like you you paid someone to to crock him one, um, so you could you could waltz on in his place. I did text him before the game. You've got sixty minutes in you. <laughs> as soon as you see the Phillips mobile reversing into the car park, you're off. He yeah. knew his role. He did his job well, and I didn't. And we will leave it at that. I think. Yeah, moving on swiftly then. What's going on in the world of Phillips? Uh, transfer rumours today, Brian. Oh, perfect. Just what I wanted. And to a few free agents to, uh, yeah, if anyone's interested. No one's ever signed these players, but, you know, I might as well keep churning them. I mean, uh, throwing them out there. Yeah. Um. So the first one is... Uh, players in your book, so... Of course they are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we are. Thing are is, we, I don't are know we why talking I... about people signing for your team now or just general free agents for other teams? Oh, well, that's all in, up in the air because I can't find a league to play in. So right. more will be revealed about that. No one wants to play us and stuff. Um, There's some legal wranglings. Remember the uh, what's the the four teams that were banned from Welsh football? I'm like the fifth team. Yeah, I rate yeah, eight. That's it, eight, eight of them then. <laughs> the, the not impressed nine it is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh <laughs> yeah but the first player i've got is adrian harbour oh interesting he has never seen the sea uh he's new to football but he's keen to learn oh he's he? 47 years of age <laughs> new to football. what the fuck is he be living in a cave or something? Uh, he sells second-hand records out of the back of his volvo estate um and it says here he accepts paypal I'm not sure how that helps him get a club, but he's keen to learn. He's on your notes there. I, I, I can see. I don't know how I can see. <laughs> don't ask me how I can see. You got that fax to me. Yeah, mate. I did. Yeah. And it says, Pal is spelled with two L's, eh? 
Oh yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. PayPal. PayPal. It must be a Welsh <laughs> <laughs> pay system, yeah. Or maybe it's a man called Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Adrian Harbour. He doesn't really have a position, obviously, because he's new to the game. So I'd imagine he's quite adaptable if he sells second hand records out of a Volvo estate. Yeah. I'd be suspicious that a forty seven year old man's new to football. But there we are. That's just me. Like new to playing. He obviously oh, right. knows what the thing is. Like. Okay. <laughs> he, he came to live. Yeah. He's been living in a cave. Like, well, he may have been. I don't know. Down a lot of FC. So he's trying to get into playing football at 47. <laughs> well, oh, good God. Yeah. He'd be doing your fitness plan. Well, there we are. There's, Ready to go. There's methods to his madness. Huh? Uh, yeah. Then the second player I've got is uh, Yanto Butler. Yeah. <laughs> he's a 36 year old left back. He's. One of the uh, players released by Evan Williams as part of his co-op in Honesty. Interestingly, he's a Feng Shui consultant from the Meisterg area. He is VAT registered uh, and he can put a good cross in when he's bothered. So a left back there for you, 36-year-old. Feng Shui. Furniture. Yeah, moving stuff about, isn't it? It might be just a removal, man. Password, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's Hell what, his, about that's what his job is. Anyway. <laughs> that's what he's told me. I give him a form, they fill it in, right? Right, you. And I just read it out. Um, then the third, what? Yeah. It's Feng Shui, isn't it? Feng Shui. shui. Well, shui. I've got to spell it. Feng Shui. Feng, feng Shui. No, that's um, 38 to <laughs> the Chinese, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Let's move on quick. <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> Uh, I can't surely get cancelled for that. I've said worse. Anyway, the third player in my box is Ashworth Richards. Uh, he's a 27-year-old midfielder. He was, interestingly, I didn't know this award existed, Keredigion Player of the Year 2008-2009 and again 2009-2010. Um, he scored hundreds of goals for a variety of sides. He would have only include... been 15 then if he's 27 now. <laughs> Yeah, Freddie, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I, I remember him on the football manager actually. Can't even um, play the fifteen years old. Tells you the standard of football uh, at that way, isn't it? So yeah, he played for Cranog, for Strassel, and Aberporth. I don't know when, but he says he did. <laughs> now you got a uh, bunch of liars for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that surprises you, does it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then. Apparently, though, he hasn't played for a few years because he's been in jail. Oh, what uh, like, is like, like like all of them, yeah. But he's been in jail for serious misconduct in a public office. <laughs> yeah, interestingly, that uh, guy's a life imprisonment normally, but he's not in jail for life. But it turns out he was filtering funds from Kennedy Gun Council uh, to fund his puffin spotting business. Oh, that's in Pembrokeshire, that is. Yeah. yeah, well, he must have been moonlighting down there, like. <laughs> but you know, across the border, the police obviously, as, as we know from my experiences, the police don't really talk to each other, even Sc- the David or Powers police. His name's <laughs> Scoma Jones, no, Ashworth Richards. Oh, yeah, that's another bloke. Yeah, um, uh, he's a to- there's a note here that says he's totally rehabilitated, but any payment will have to go to his mum. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you have to be all above board. So you know, you can't be giving him cash. Oh, yeah. Uh, he once went on trial with Adu Den Haag. Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think it's ADO, not Adu. Yeah, right. ADO. Uh, D-E-N-H-A-A-G. 
What about Ak Milan? Ak Milan, not a good team here. Uh, and then I've got, I basically going to put this out there. This is what agents do, and it's super agents. They release things into the media so they can get a move for their players and stuff. Yeah. But I know that Tommy Kaus was in Halifax yesterday talking about their assistant manager role. Right. But they Which Halifax? Halifax, Halifax, right. Halifax Town. Well, I don't even know if it's in, I think it's Ontario. Uh, or Canada. No, I yeah. don't think Kaus has been to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he may have been. I don't know. Very, yeah. lim- very limited Im- information on the sheet. His complete mediocrity as manager of. Uh, Nant- it is Nantlin that he's managing mid table yeah. in uh, the summer league. I'm sure that'll. That's also making it very hard for me to get him any sort of move because he's like basically a professional manager coaching amateur league footballers to a low level, and he can't get a tune out of them. Yeah. Uh, in, what, in what is basically an illegal league. <laughs> and recognised league. Well, yeah. Uh, then Alan Florida is going to Astrid Munich. Yeah. So he's fallen off a cliff, standard wise. A bloke <laughs> called Hugh Rickshaw is going to Ernest Lee. <laughs> and then it says Tommy Bowen's going to Benfica. Must be going to watch <laughs> a game, is he? Yeah. This is a ground up, isn't he? Yeah. So I don't know if Stu's going with him. It's I'm nice, not sure. Nice for Alan Florida to find a new club after you released him, is it? What did he leave? I can't remember what happened. I own all of his image rights. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some uh, summer transfer rumours and some nonsense about players that probably won't get signed up anytime soon. Well, there we are. That is a uh, vintage Adrian Phillips there. Yeah, well, back yeah. back in the groove now, isn't it? Back it's nearly fight, July. Back to finding players who operate out of the back of their cars and have had time in jail. Always the same, isn't it? It's yeah. always important to rehabilitate these people, isn't it? I'm Get just, I'm just missing, feet. I'm just missing someone ending up in the intensive care unit uh, off my Adrian Phillips bingo card. Yeah, uh, that's happened. Yeah, football's not on at the moment, so it's quite hard. Well, a few can... transfer dealers have ended that way, but not many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will endure the uh, the cut and thrust of the season then. Yeah, so uh, if you're bothered, finger uh, keep an ear out. There might be an announcement about my team. There might not be. Is uh, Tony all right this summer? Is he up to much? I don't know where he's gone. Yeah. Bali or somewhere. Oh, no, Bari. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> Bari, yeah. Yeah, he went down there. I don't know what for. Yeah. Good. But, yeah, so all that's all I've got for you this week. Nice one. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, well, I, I thought this is where most football agents do their most work. But yeah. I, I don't done, done anything regarding football for a long time. You're telling us. Yeah. <laughs> the phone is not ringing, boys. So, yeah. But I'll probably have an update next week on the... Oh, no. Well, yeah, next week or next time. I don't know if you're going to let me on again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even agents deserve a break, Phillips. Yeah. Yeah, I need one. I've been waiting one for 102 episodes. Yeah, well, yeah Pleasure as always. Yeah, well, is it? Yeah. yeah, less and less sure. <laughs> I've been doing this agency work for two and a half years, full time. <laughs> How many players have you had signed off the back of it? Nothing, none at all. There we go. Good record. I I had to so, make my own football club to give the boys a game. And then you released them all anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're well, single-handedly uh, responsible for the uh, stress the and strain the NHS is under as well, with all the fucking players ending up in the heath. 
Yeah, and various hospitals. One end, society, Phillips. One ended up in Ebbeville, didn't he? Is there a hospital in Ebbeville? Quack, some Gwent thing, isn't it? Yeah, Leisure Centre had to get a new roof mined off the back of his <laughs> Yeah, he's put some uh, put some money in some pockets of the local contractors and stuff there. So Phillips is all about the cash, boys. There we are. None coming my way, though, unfortunately. Cash is king. Phillips is king. Yeah, right. I'm off to scour wheels for more stars of the future. Off you go, then. ta And the past. <laughs> See you, Phillips. All the best, mate. Yeah, nice one. ta then. Welcome back. Um, hope you haven't turned off after that debacle. Um, we'll get um, part two underway uh, with the now usual new game. Um, I still don't have a name for it. Um, yeah. The big question is what will have the name first, Phillips's club or the game? Um, we'll see. Uh, Gwilym and anyone who has missed the last two pods, in case you don't know how it works, it's simple. I pick a game from Wales's past and the two of you will take it in turns to name someone from the starting lineup. Um, the first person to not name one correctly loses. It's a sudden death thing. Um, easy as that. Um, so yeah, uh, by the time most of you are listening, I'll be on my way to uh, California, baby, um, for my holidays. And I'll be very lucky to hopefully catch our women play the uh, USWNT, as they're known. Um, if if I can, if I don't have to pay $150 for a ticket, because that's currently the cheapest ones available, which is absolutely oh, yeah. possible. Um, try and you know pull a few strings we'll see um anyway we're going all the way back uh 20 years in fact to the 26th of may 2003 the last time a welsh team played in san jose california um it's yeah. um, it's wales nil the usa two in probably one of the most and um, uh mo- probably the most forgettable friendly of all time um it's a tough yeah. one um so we'll we'll find out the real who the real Welsh football geek is here. Um, you say forgettable, uh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> completely forgettable. I don't remember nothing about that game. Yeah, I mean, post-season friendly, you know, in America, yeah. that's got dropouts written all over it. So it has, yeah. you're playing along at home. I, I'd like to know if anyone, you know, does well here. Um, you know, Rod messed up on one of the most famous games in Welsh history last week. I can see myself messing up first goal here, to be honest. With you. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, maybe I've gone too hard. I should have gone Wales USA in the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> this was the last time we played them before that. Uh, right, um, what are we flipping? What are we flipping? Um... What are we flipping this week? A fucking pancake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was it last week? Fucking contact lenses or something. Contact lenses. He's got a box of ibuprofen. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Do you want to? Um, Rod, uh, no, Gwilla, as Rod lost last week, you get choice. Do you want um, instructions or or the front cover of the? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take I'll take tablets on the front cover. Yeah, okay. Lo- lovely picture of tablets there. <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, it's instructions. Rod, do you want to go first or second? No, second. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just didn't want to go at all then. Want to go first? <laughs> I just don't want to play. <laughs> uh, right. Are you, what are you going first, Rod? No, I'm going second. All right. So you're letting Gwilym have a have a, have a, cle- a blank canvas to choose from. Yeah, I will be guessed the golden duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gwilym. Yeah. Who are you going for? Yeah, I'm trying to work my way back from Paul Jones' 50th 
cap against Slovakia in 2006 or seven, whatever. So yeah, I'll go Paul Jones first. Yep, safe bet. One in the, one in the bank. Here we go. Get Ross. yourselves ready. <laughs> oh no, my biggest fear this is. <laughs> I, I, I can't even really play safe because it's a postseason friendly. So yeah, a safe a safe shout is probably not even travelled. Right, fuck it, Jason Kumas. Yes, great shout, Ron. <laughs> oh, oh, that that was a risky one. Fair play. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck, this is going to be good. This is Quillen. What are you going? Um, yeah, but I feel like I'm going to regret it because he's well, he, he's always a bit, bit of a crock. But uh, Mark Delaney, he's not there. <sighs> not there. Rod, will you give Quillen another go at it? Or will you win your second ever? I'm just thinking of people who would would have travelled. Um, Melville, correct. Fair play. There we are. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. There's, I was there's, just the Kumas was right to be honest with you because yeah. I was. <laughs> there's a I couple was... of um of probably stalwarts you could have had, um, and then a couple of people. I mean, there's one guy I literally have no idea who he is. Um, uh, you could have had Paul Jones, obviously, Andy Melville, Simon Davis, which was yeah. a pretty, pretty solid around that time, Andy Johnson, um, which must have been only one of a very small number of caps. Um, Matty Jones got sent off oh, in yeah. the eighth minute again, not oh, many. Caps um, Jason Kumas, uh, John Oster, oh, yeah. yeah, was he still knocking about 2003? Yeah. Um, Mark Pembridge, again, but pretty. Solid at that time, David yeah. Horn, who must have been very young at the time. You know, Say that again, David. You cut out again, David Vaughan. Vaughan, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's a hall. <laughs> there. Was the David hall. The, the yeah. Zoom was blocking, you know, <laughs> David Vaughan. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he played, but yeah, he must have been really young considering yeah. he was in the Euro squad 13 years later. Um, Gareth Taylor. Again, I can't remember yeah. starting many games. He was just sort of no. and used to see in the squads and never played. And Gareth Williams. No idea who Gareth Williams is. Even my uncle. <laughs> he sounds like someone who's out there for Scorio and then Scorio didn't have the rights. So he yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's only four subs named on here. Uh, Darren Ward, David Pipe, John Robinson. Uh, Pipe, yeah. And Neil Roberts. So um, uh, John, John Robinson was going to be my next shout in mm. that. If it came back to me, I think. Yeah. If he's on the bench, I wouldn't have counted, would I? No. So, oh. yeah. well, a um, a low score in a fair, but uh, fun nonetheless. Rod picks up a second win in three weeks. Back to yeah. return to form. Return to form. Very tricky when that was right. Yeah. 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 Arsh, like... <laughs> I mean, I did, I did think about doing this one last week for Megan, but I thought that was probably a little bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right. Anyway, we've got some some of your questions to 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 answer. I actually haven't um haven't looked at the questions yet, which no, same. quite worrying. Um, because there could be some dreadful ones in there. Uh right, a couple of Glastonbury ones here. Uh Jack says, if you could see anyone alive or dead do a set at Glastonbury, who would you choose and why? Um, Rod. Uh Boris Johnson dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
real ad said go for Joy Division. Yeah. Or the cla- or the clash. Yeah, I'll uh I'll because I realised last week I did that answer and I gave Scooter as my third choice and the one I was thinking I couldn't think of at the time was The Clash, so I'll include them this week, I think. Yeah, I always yeah. get Scooter and The Clash mixed up, Rod, so, you know, understandable. <laughs> it was a mixed up. It was a, a mind blank, it was, so... Um, you know, how, how my mind works sometimes, just forget words sometimes, so... Yeah. No surprise I forgot a band. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Quill, what about you? Uh, yeah, uh, if I could see Led Zeppelin, good stuff. Uh, what else? It was another Glastonbury one. Oh, uh, Bush asked the Glastonbury question. Oh, it's three Glastonbury questions. Bloody yeah. hell, it's like it was on last weekend. Yeah, well, what's this? Yeah, Bush, we'll, yeah. we'll go Bush early doors here. Um, it's you know, it's about time we knocked him down a peg or two and had him on it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, you call Glastonbury Glasto, you like. To go there someday, when they put the gun towers, when they put up the uh, San Corgi registered friends, half man, half biscuit. That's the second time Corgi registers been mentioned in today's podcast. Um, what a turn up with the books. Anyway, so all the talk of Glastonbury. Uh, what's your favourite berry or chemically refined berry flavouring? Uh, Gwil, we'll start with you. What's your favourite berry? Uh, yeah, I've actually, yeah, I've actually got a story for this. One. Yeah, it's definitely blueberries. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been to before I moved to Finland. I ended up uh, going there to visit a mate. Didn't really sleep for like three days on the flight back, and they were asking if I wanted tea, coffee, or juice. I said, oh, what juice you got? Yeah, whatever. And they said blueberry juice. And so I had that. And then four months later, I was living in Helsinki and uh, drinking two liters a day, and I've got one tattooed on my arm. So, uh, well, there we are. I remember, I remember you talking about blueberries last time we were on. I think. Uh, yeah, I think so, of... yeah. Drink or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the off season. It's all, it's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> I, bet, I, I bet when Bush asked that question, he didn't expect that one of the panel would have a tackle. <laughs> <of berry>. so, <laughs> that's some going. Fair play. Uh, Rod, what's your favourite berry? Or chemically refined berry flavouring was the other option. Uh, he's, he's really struggling for questions these days, isn't he? Yeah, he's really, <laughs> the barrel really struggling. Time. I'm impressed he still managed to find one, but yeah. that is shocking, Bush. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, Halle Berry, the actress. <laughs> <laughs> Good in that Bond film, wasn't she? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, solid. Uh, I'm, not ma- I'm not massively into any fruit type of berries. I'm a straightforward apple and banana bloke. So. <laughs> <laughs> four, four, two with your fruit. Yeah, I am, yeah. Very yeah. much. Um, what, what, as, as a man who's lived in, in a Nordic country... Um, well, is it is it lingonberry? That's, oh, uh, yeah, that's in, a great um, shout. Yeah, yeah right. in uh, in IKEA with the meatballs and and yeah. the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you've 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 that would be my answer if if, if I could have thought of that. That's yeah. a great shout. Yeah, and and I do like um, chemically refined strawberry flavoring. I don't really like strawberries, but I like like strawberry flavored things. Mm. Um, so make of that what you will. I can't believe we're talking about this still. Um, right, <laughs> Mike said, will Morrissey cover Rick Astley at next year's Glastonbury? And why didn't Dave Grohl come and turn my telly off at the end of the Elton John set? Uh, <laughs> um, i got to say, I'm not a massive fan of Blossoms, but Rick Astley doing the Smiths with Blossoms is fucking brilliant, and I, I would have enjoyed seeing that. Um, so yeah, fair play to them. Um, Lady Pixie has asked, I'm in Cos, and it's fabulously hot. Um, what's the hottest holiday you've ever been on? Um, Rod, any particularly uh, you know, warm warm travels over the years? 
remember being in Dubai with a friend of the show, uh, TWK, and uh, Coke to some people because he looks exactly like the uh, Spanish midfielder. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was seven in the morning and it was 40 degrees. So that's the one that immediately springs to mind. And I was in a white t shirt. And I think we walked about 10 kilometers because we got dropped off where we thought was close to that uh, Burj Khalifa, but it, it was 10 kilometers away. It's just so <laughs> fucking big. It looked close. So, yeah. And I, by the end, I was absolutely drenched in sweat. So I'll have to go for that because I was, I don't do well in heat. Um, yeah. There, Dubai, I'd say. Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. even recommend it either no. unless you've got bags of cash. So, yeah. Will, any particular hot ones? I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, I went to Rio for the World Cup in 2014 as well, Argentina. And then, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, Lovely. yeah, yeah. that was quite warm. Did you go to the desert? Um, the de- no, the- no, yeah, just... Um, the, uh, the, the, out, the, the, yeah. What was no, yeah, yeah, never. Just, just stayed in Rio. I didn't think I was in any games either. Just, we just oh, had a friend from Brazil. And you go to the Copacabana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a fan zone there that was... We watched yeah. uh, Chile knock out Spain in that one. Oh, lovely. Oh, God, that, that would have been good. Uh, that would have been really good. Um, I remember, obviously, big shout out to the um, Croatia um, awesome, yeah. double header in 2019. That Christ, was, yeah. Sweaty Both of them. Um, yeah. Trying to think, really, if, if a particular hot one. Um, I was looking at the weather in Death Valley because I'll probably be driving close to it. And I was wondering whether to to take a take a little detour to Death Valley. But um the end of next week is going to get up to 48 degrees. So I'm not not really sure yeah. um, about that. Live up to his name there, I think, if you go yeah. there. <laughs> Phillips has gone there for pre-season training, I think. <laughs> yeah. Taking warm weather training to a new, you know, a new low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no day it was hot. He just booked the place and then... Yeah. <laughs> but the Cyprus in August once, that was a particular... That was fucking hot. Cyprus is hot. Oh, yeah. Um. So there we are. Yeah, we had Hungary, remember- Hungary Away a couple of campaigns ago. It was actually... I think it was just it was just a heat wave whilst we were there as well. I think yeah, was like, I, yeah I think, it was humid as fuck as well. Wasn't it? it was about 36, 37 on the day of the game, which was just yeah. ridiculous. And the thing is with Bud, I I feel like I haven't really done Budapest properly because it's a city you've got to walk around and yeah. like you know get about, and you just couldn't do it in that heat. It was disgusting. I remember going to Florida when I was young with the the, the old Disney trip and a hmm. and um. Went to SeaWorld, which will probably get me cancelled because <laughs> animal cruelty. <laughs> so I partook in it as a 10-year-old scumbag, as I am. But um, <laughs> my, sho- my shoulders blistered up in the heat there. So I have to say that's probably up there as well. Yeah. It's a horrible mess. My shoulder looked like a fucking piece of pork in the oven. Like. <laughs> Sponge in Philip's house. Yeah. <laughs> pork shoulder. Uh, Lovely. Yeah. Good stuff. Um. Another weather-related question here. Um, Alad says, uh, what was the weirdest weather you've experienced at a football game and or any sport, I think, obviously, in reference to the biblical rain we had um, pre-match in Samson? Um, Gwil, is there a particular weird weather experience you remember having um, at a football match? No, not, no, not weird, I think. Yeah. I think. Well, I don't really know what, what qualifies as weird weather. Yeah, yeah. Is it like if it's out of season, then I watched Tony the game goes, in the sun in Park Avenue once. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I went to Park Avenue. Pennebont played Aberystwyth in um, Nathaniel MG Cup about two seasons ago. It was a Friday night, as it always is in Aberystwyth. 
Uh, and it was August, and it was the cold, one of the coldest I've ever been in a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's August, it'll be fine. I'll just take like a light jacket. And I was absolutely yeah, yeah. freezing. I went to Pens as well. Yeah, yeah. There's, was, so there's nothing to block the uh, block the winter island, really, is there? Once you're in, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rod, any any standout weird weather for you? Yeah, uh, not particularly weird. That what that heat in the fans game the other day was weird. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. cope with that. Um, another weird, well, not weird. Uh, never really experienced weird, I'd say, because it's like, what is weird? But um, tornado. The, the the Scotland home game when Bale scored them two late goals. Oh, I can just remember how wet it was. I was yeah. right down the front of the canton and fucking drenched. And I, me, the uh, gunk, the pilot, and my brother ended up in a pool of water on the floor after that <laughs> winner. And I suppose that's a as extreme as it as it gets, really, because yeah. most of the games have either just been a little bit cold or a little bit warm. <laughs> you know, I, I never I went know. to the reverse fixture, but that was supposed to be one of the coldest games. Yeah, yeah. Hampton in the snow, I didn't go to that one. Um, but yeah, everyone always says about how cold that was. Um, mm. Right, uh, Podfather, Alan March, if Penamont do well in Europe and get a big payday, if they reinvest the money in players, do you think they can win the league this season? Um, Gwilym, the you know the the ever pertinent question of will anyone ever get close to TNS for a sustained period of time? It's starting to feel like you know as decent as Connor's key are and have given TNS trouble over the last um, few years. It probably feels that Penamon are are the next best hope and maybe a good run in Europe could well you know trigger a bit of a you know chase to the title maybe maybe not this season. Who knows? Yeah, I think you're looking at momentum and you're looking at progress and you know, not just not just having a decent end to a season, you know, progress over a few seasons, then Penabons are definitely more on that trajectory than than Connors are. But then um I think the best bet is if uh if the war in Ukraine goes on long enough and Mike Harris gets hit by Russian Russian sanctions and then you know <laughs> CNS collapse and the Penabons, you know, like the <laughs> next yeah. <in> line. <laughs> Yeah, it will be interesting if he does get hit with Russian sanctions based on anything. Will no? Just, uh, <laughs> well, I, I think it's, it's the same as how I got on the pod. If I tweet enough, then uh, some, sometimes stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mud, mud sticks best. eventually, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, the Welsh Whisperer uh, has asked, which Welsh ground has the best pint? I'm talking no cans and no shite spillage service. Well, as a, a frequent flyer at many grounds up and down um, Wales, uh, mainly around the M4 corridor. Who has the best pint? And, uh, you know, and why is Cardiff Met the worst pint? Um, well, yeah, Cardiff Pint is the worst pint because it's non-existent. Um, yeah. I'm going to give, I'm gonna have to give Carmarthen a shout out. Um, cause we were there, I was there watching uh, the Aberbritton Ferry game and that was a lovely pint at Guinness. But I think Carmarthen hadn't seen much football for a while, so maybe, you know, they've just got all that time in the world to <laughs> um, also, yeah. Also, want to mention the uh, the <clears throat> martinis on tap in Barry's Jenna Park. Yeah, that's nice. That's yeah, a nice. Yeah. Choice of espresso martini, pastry martini, or pink martini. And we asked what flavour pink was, and he said strong. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. To, to any, chemically uh, refined berry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boosh's inspiration. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rod. Any standout uh, pints you've had at a, at a Welsh ground? No, I'm. Despite the cans have been ruled out there, because I'm very much a cans type of 
the the kind of local games around me that I go to, there's no bar near it, so I have to yeah. take cans. So yeah, if I can't have met you, then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just yeah. So I I well I had a pint at Jenna Park, but that's my main memory of Jenna Park is the when I was there. I'm not so, I'm dense say that it's still like this. I don't want to bad mouth them too much, but I had a terrible um burger there. Uh, it was burned to shit and the mustard was watery yeah so no but it's probably better there now that's just my experience it's probably you know it's probably fine usually don't don't come at me now uh, Very <laughs> yeah but no yeah I had a, they had a decent pint so let's just say Jenna Park and then uh, obviously the cocktails help as well didn't they so yeah, yeah that's yeah. it yeah I think I think two seasons ago it was uh I think it was, it was a Guinness, a cocktail, and a shot of Sambuca for about eight or nine quid. I think so. Uh, you can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. What a, a welcome addition to the uh, to the Cumbry Prem. Then, um, actually, I saw um, I once witnessed Tommy Cows pour his own pint in the Colin Bay Clubhouse. So, um, tell yeah. tell you what, Pedas Aaron's got a good, nice pint as well. It does yeah. yeah yeah? Well, I don't drink it, but I, I great little beer garden because it's pretty much on. Yeah the yeah yeah. Um, yeah, so big shout out Pedas Aaron. Uh, Joe uh, has said, uh, I know in the past that Gwilym has been an advocate of the half-time Toblerone at the CCS, which apparently has changed the course of games. Uh, what is the best half-time purchase you have ever made and has it impacted the final result on the pitch in any way? Um, Gwilym, talk us through the Toblerone. Well, yes, I think, yeah, so it was a Cardiff game and then uh, Wales women, it was just, those. And I think it only ever works if it's nil-nil at halftime. It can't be a draw or whichever teams we can't be losing. But you buy a total at halftime, you crack it open for 70 minutes, and then it's happened twice now. It's just proven logic. Four minutes later, there's a goal. And then... There we are. Exactly four minutes later? Or... Yeah. yeah, both times, <laughs> yeah. exactly four minutes yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you bring in the Toblerone to the game, because I'm sure the Cardiff City Stadium doesn't. Uh, uh, so the, at the CCS, it's that little coffee, you know the coffee thing that's on that wagon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I spotted I spotted the Toblerone there whilst going out for a cigarette once, and so it's you know the the CCS's own Toblerones. Well, well, well. There's... I was I was gonna I was gonna say you can't bring a Toblerone. It's like a baton, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it melted uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rod, um, you know, to- have you have you had a magic Toblerone at halftime once? No. I, no um... I've missed a few really key goals for Wales having a half-time pint, so maybe you yeah. could associate that because sometimes you go down early or sometimes you miss the start of the second half and you watch it on the con because you're like, for fuck's sake. But then, yeah, so that's the only thing I can think of. Um, we got some magic hot dogs in Tbilisi however many years ago it was now where we'd spent yeah, half-time and the first 15 minutes of the second half queuing for this great Grey floppy sausage, really, and then uh, <laughs> as 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 we walk as we got back to where we were standing, Tom Lawrence got the ball and scored, and hot dogs went in the air. So there we yeah, are. Three minutes later, starving. <laughs> magic, uh, the magic grey floppy sausage of Tbilisi. <laughs> Wonderful thing. Um, Tom Fish says, "Why is Cardiff Pennebond at the CCS and not giving Pennebond a brewery field warm up and us a nice tick?" Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Um, it is a shame, actually. Yeah, the brewery field hosting. Uh, Penamon's game is is proving very popular with the ground hoppers. Um, yeah, so yeah, a shame, a shame. Anyway, um, Mike says, mm, "I like it when the cheese seeps out." Very, 
Um, what's the ultimate toasty? Minimum three fillings, and what sauce are you dipping it in, or do you go in dry? Um, I've got to say before we answer this that I feel like it's a real throwback. These questions, just food and nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of food ones this week. They must have heard it last week. We didn't have many food ones. Yeah. Last week, so. Um, I, I, you can tell it's it, you know this it's the off season. If we're getting questions yeah. about toasties. Um, anyway, Rod, three fillings and a toasty. Are you dipping it in a sauce uh, or, or or not? What 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 are you saying? I'm not. I haven't, don't really have toast as much as this. Not for years. Not since I was younger. Was it the old um, toasty maker? The one that Breville is it? I can't remember which what yeah. one it was, but it was still like close the top on it. Um, I don't know. I'd have to go something daft like um, tuna, which is weird. But I do like tuna, but I'll chuck that in. Mm. Some bit of cheddar on top and some spring onions or some daft shit like that just to uh, add a bit of colour to it. I don't know. Sauce? I, I can't say the last time I've had that. Um, sauce? Take your pick, like hot sauce or something. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to answer this question. I don't have toasty as much, so. There we are. Yeah. Toasty in... denier. Uh, there. No, um... no, I'm, I'm all for toasties, but... You know, Good. ham and cheese is probably the obvious answer in it, but I'm trying to be different tonight. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Gwilym, any um, any, what would your toasty um selection be? Blueberries? Yeah, well, yeah, if, if it's the winter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think it's it's usually whatever. It's, I think I've ever bought anything specifically for a toasty, so it'll be brought in the fridge. Yeah, it be ham and cheese or spag bol or. Um, I, I think I'm you got to go your cheese, ideally red Leicester. I don't know why, lovely, lovely in a toasty. Um, I haven't had one for yeah. you, and it really makes me want to have one. Chorizo, get one of those, you know, like fucking uh, things of chorizo, chop some of that up, and some onions, red onion, slam it all in the toasty. And I do like Oof. a dip of ketchup with that. Fucking... Sounds pretty greasy, that though. Oh yeah, full grease. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I can feel the Renny need for a Renny right yeah. now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it slips on down, you know, covered in grease. Love yeah. it. Um, yeah, that would be my my dream toasty. Um, right, we've had. Oh, Paul Burns, another food related question. Yeah, went <laughs> away at the weekend. Um, brackets wedding anniversary. Um, cheers, Paul. Uh, congrats. Uh, at the breakfast <laughs> table, they had those small plastic pots that have jam in them. How many triangle pieces of toast should <laughs> one pot of jam be able to cover? According to my wife, it's two, and she was shocked to see me use one pot on a one triangle of toast. What is this podcast? I'm probably one pot for one triangle of toast, maybe. I don't know. It depends how big the pot is, I guess. Yeah, this, this, we haven't got much detail yet, so you know, it's like you know, what's the thickness of the bread? You know, is, yeah, is the bread coming apart with a knife, or can you? I, 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 I do enjoy the triangle aspect of it. I, I yeah. do. It does taste nicer when it's triangles, isn't it? <laughs> so, I don't know. I can't explain it, but it does. Uh, <laughs> there we go, Paul. I hope, but your question was answered. Um, it wasn't done. really, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two late additions to the um, to the to the questions. Uh, Andrew Dowling said, "Has Tommy Fromage?" Signed any autographs since his pen- penalties? Pen- then we went fucking full John Artson then. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, probably not, Dowling. Um, but what a lovely penalty taken uh, very professionally. 
And uh, friend of the pod, Nathan Davis, uh, says, with Rick Astley and Blossoms covering this charming man by the Smiths at Glastonbury and oddly pulling it off, what's your favourite cover song? Rod, what's your favourite oh, cover you know. See, I can never think when I'm put on the spot with these. If I if I saw this question earlier, I'd have probably had time to think. You could you could probably hear. <laughs> well, anything. <laughs> top, top yeah, the, yeah. Top of, think, I'm, not, I'm not sure it was a cover, but there's that Sting and Shaggy <laughs> version of uh, you know when they did that album together, and they sing Jamaican in New York. There's a Shaggy singing. Ah, lovely. There <laughs> we are. I, all I can think of is Scooter, and he's covered all sorts of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah just go through scooter's back catalog and he's covered all the classics and put some fucking hard beat on it so yeah that'll be my answer yeah um i think i think uh armageddon time by the, the clash is it is a cover that's really good and i guess bog standard i fought the law that's a great cover if we're talking clash songs and please got... yeah just a few clash ones there throw that out there if he if he come back to me another time, I'd be able to reel off loads of actual good ones. Yeah, okay. yes. Yeah, like top loaders dancing the moonlight. Yeah, yeah. Is that a cover? Is it? I did actually. It know is. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. Yeah. Well, well, good stuff. Okay. And and uh, tainted love, soft sell. That's a cover. Yeah. Always did the bins by um, Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a brilliant. That's that's a shout. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that might. Yeah, that's a really good show, actually. Always did the bins. <laughs> okay, uh, right. That is your questions. I think. Sorry if I've missed yours out. That's the way it's going to be. Um, <laughs> can't can't answer them all. Um, I'm obviously as as I mentioned earlier going away for a couple of weeks, which means um, we won't have the usual podcasts because everyone else is incapable of hosting it as agent Phillips um, proved that one time. Well, you've only given him the opportunity to be fair, but it's, it's, it's fair enough. I think. Yeah. <laughs> By all means, Rod, if you and Kaz wanted to host. No, it. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm chatting to, to Reese Griffiths tomorrow about um, the upcoming kind uh, about European games. So we'll put a, we'll put a, I think probably about half an hour interview out next week um about that uh, instead of the podcast so um and then i doubt we'll probably have another one until uh i think i'm back on the 17th of july something like that so around then you don't pay might might have, might have things to talk about with then but... yeah we yeah exactly you know the european <laughs> Cardiff's new manager yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, sorry for the inconsistency. It is summer. Life is getting in the way. And unfortunately, because you don't pay for this, um, I can't do it full time. Um, so yeah, that's the way it is. Right. Um, Gwilym, you're picking a track to play us out. Um, I've actually pre-warned you rather than launching it on people like I usually do, Rod. Um, yeah, what are you picking? That again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to go Despacito, but figured it was going to get vetoed. So uh, okay. we have... Uh... Yeah, Mad Hatter by the band Masters of France. Band okay. around from Canada about 10 years ago and were really good. And then just did that vanish because we probably found better things to do. So yeah, okay, I like it. That's good. We'll we'll have that yes. played out. Um, Rod, any closing statements from you? No, obviously have a good time out in America. Not jealous at all. I'll be yep. jammed in work for the next few weeks. I'll in... try not to get bloody shot or something. Yeah. <laughs> don't get don't get stuck in Death Valley. 
That's yeah. my number one piece of advice. Um, yeah, enjoy out there and everyone else, enjoy yourselves. That's all you can do now. Don't get too bored on the weekends without the football, but uh, yeah. yeah, keep on trucking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there is um, plenty of preseason games this weekend uh, to get out. So yeah. if you need that lost, um, there is. Well, that's pre- a good point, actually. I didn't factor that in. Like William said, preseason doesn't really register. Yeah. Does it? <laughs> no, depends how bored you are, really. Um, yeah. William, uh, any closing statements from you? Yeah, I think yeah, if uh, if enough people buy issue 10, then Rye can afford to go to watch Wales play in California. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If anyone from the FAW is listening, um, I would really like some complimentary tickets if you want it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't pay $150 for a ticket, because that is stupid. I don't think anyone should be paying that much. No, absolutely classical behaviour. There we are. Bring back, was it eight quid for the last women's game at, um, at the Cardiff City Stadium? Yeah, I think it was seven and one pound booking fee, which that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, even that farcical that one pound booking fee. Yeah, over ten percent of the tickets uh, <laughs> yeah. booking fee. Like, right. <laughs> uh, right then. Uh, thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, we'll be back with a proper pod um, in a few weeks' time, but hopefully we'll have a little bit of content for you over the next few weeks. Um, thanks again for listening. Thanks, uh, Gwilym and Rodri. Um, no thanks to Agent Phillips. Um, yeah. And uh, this is Mad Hatter by Masters of Masters in France, not of France, in France, um, to play us out. All the best, everyone. Um, bye. Walls falling down, the believers in town. Take me to the